0: Hey, folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Uh, Carlos, I don't, there's nothing to talk about this week. We're, we're in the doldrums of the year. There's no football going on. Um, there was no semifinal college football playoff game that I'm aware of. No upset uh, lost by Michigan. No uh, demolishing of the lines by the Bears. What do we have to talk about today, man? And how are you? And happy new year. Happy new year to
1: you, Sean. Uh, obviously, you're in denial after, uh, you know, having to, tearfully leave the, what is it, Four Seasons in Phoenix after you're getting your uh, spa days.
0: That's funny that you think of Four Seasons. You're sort of stuck in the 80s. It's like that with Top Gun. It's why you think one of the most, uh, you know... Everything r- was good r- in the 80s. Yeah, ridiculously uh, you know, sort of uh, faux patriotism or faux patriotic movie <laughs> that's full of misogyny and all that other is, is much better than the the new version. But I'm glad to see you're stuck in the 80s. You think Four Seasons is where it's at.
1: You know, I, I mean, I'm sure it could have been, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, J.W. Uh, Marriott. Maybe no, I said at the Hyatt. Yourself. How about that?
0: I said at the Hyatt with, a glass, the grand with, a, Hyatt. with yeah. a glass elevator. Yeah, yeah, in a concierge
1: level penthouse. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's why you're in denial that nothing happened to Michigan or or the Lions. You didn't even watch the Lions game. Let's be honest, right? Your your Betamax wasn't working,
0: so you didn't record the game. You didn't watch it. No, I did. I, I, I watched enough of it. How about that? Well, I was writing about the... Uh, the Big Ten, you know, getting two teams in. I think it's I think it's the first time a conference has gotten two teams into the the semis and not gotten either one to the to the final game. So the poor beleaguered Big Ten. Where do you want to start though, Carlos? Um you know let's start the, with Michigan. Let's start the, the, with, the, with the Lions are Wolverines. still the Lions are still playing. So they're probably a little bit more relevant. And um there's a lot to talk about with uh with that. But you're right, Michigan, because you know, there's a the coaching uh the coaching rumors again starting up well not rumors but you know legitimate reports about your yeah. coach
1: yeah yeah my man Jim Harbaugh once again it's going to be you know and this is the price you pay right for excellence is they come after your coach and Harbaugh's uh you know prime target um you know the question is is this uh is it real is it a negotiating tactic from his side uh his agent himself whatever a, better his deal uh you know he's he kind of promised mitch album last year uh he this wasn't going to be a yearly occurrence right he said he told word manual that uh you can't wait
0: mitch mitch has that much power you don't uh, know you don't understand how much power mr album has did jim harbaugh promise Mitch? so it's all about him promising mitch and not the university (laughs) I think he told Mitch that he told Ward Manuel that he uh, it wasn't going to be early he, occurrence. He, he promised Mitch. So you worded that the way Skip Bayless worded his tweet after the uh, after the uh, the bill or during the Bills maybe after yeah after the Bills Bengals game Monday night when Mister Hamlin unfortunately collapsed. Right. Uh, I
1: worded exactly the same as Skip Bayless. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's I don't know. What do you think? Is it? Is this real? Is it smoke? Is it is
0: there a chance he goes? What do you think? Well, I mean, I don't think he would talk to the owner of the Charlotte. Um, oh, excuse me, the Charlotte. I was that's that's where they play. Charlotte It was just in Charlotte at, the, at that very stadium. I don't think he'd talk to the owner of the Carolina Panthers if he weren't at least interested. I mean, right? You don't just you don't just have that conversation. Or I think he's also had a conversation with the the Denver Broncos too, right? At least a initial. Conversation. I believe they've reached out to him. I don't know if he's had a
1: conversation, but. Uh, who knows? But is it a? Oh, that's the whole question. What is the conversation? Are you gonna Are you gonna turn down David Tepper, a billionaire, and say I'm not gonna answer this call? Like, who's this on my cell? David Tepper? Ech. You're gonna say hi, Mr. Tepper. Yeah, you know, uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, You know, is it a one minute conversation? Let me. Well, you know.
0: Well, no. Here's, here's the thing. David Tepper doesn't have Harbaugh's number on speed dial, so they're going through people. So, and when that when that happens. You're like okay, I need somebody's number and I'd like to talk and you know and you 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 put out at least some feelers. I mean, I mean maybe Tepper is that entitled that he expects anybody, uh, yeah. any human on earth that he calls to take his call. I oh, guess. Well, that, you're
1: you're you're I, our I, Jim Harbaugh. You're you're the I guess star that's possible. of the Free Press. I'm so when the, the Free China Press calls you calls just you. talked about Mitch Albom. When the New York, I don't know who he is, but you're the star, you're the, you're the de facto star of the sports department, Sean, when the New York times calls you, do you take that call or do you say, no, 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 I am not if I'm not, I promise it's not going to be early thing. I'm going to stay with the free press forever. Yeah, Not if I'm not interested. I don't, you don't talk to them. You don't even answer the, you don't even say as a, as just a nice gesture of a, you know, a, a formality, whatever saying, Oh, thank you. Appreciate the call. Don't know if I'm really that interested, but
0: I don't know, whatever I haven't yet. I, that's the thing let I mean, me let me do let me i know i mean i don't i don't want to get it. no <laughs> i mean in all seriousness kirkland's I, kirkland uh, crawford I, is listening by the way i know he is i would not talk to them uh unless i were serious well let me tell you this okay that's you but
1: in the nfl or, or coaching circles those guys are straight up mercenaries they go anywhere that the paycheck's better many many times okay and we so both you know, always
0: think it's about money. It's not about money. It's I mean. not
1: always about money, but it's mostly about most of the time. It's about money. We know a lot of people in our business, which is nothing even close to the NFL or college coaching, you know, football coaching. We know a lot of people in our own business who do talk to competitors. And guess what? You get a raise after that. Oftentimes, if you're good enough to be talked to and people are interested, the other side, if you're valuable enough, they're going to say, hey, now they don't, they're not going to do it every time. You can't go cry wolf every time. But if it's serious and you are either, I we both know there, I've known people who had no intention of leaving. Very few though, right? 95% uh, of the
0: people we know who've done that in, uh, in this business or any business were willing to take the job. Right. I mean, uh, that, that's just how it, that's just how it works. It's a dangerous game you play. So most people who do that are willing to take the job. They're at a point where they're at least interested. And that's I mean, that's that's how, kind of how it works. I mean, maybe there are a few sort of gamblers out there who just want to want to go play this system because that is how you get raises. But it's risky. There's there's a lot of risk with that. So
1: there's some risk with it yeah, but because also, people
0: could say go. Well, they, that's the thing. They can not
1: say go. But here's the thing, and it goes back to Harbaugh situation too. Is if you feel you have been unfairly compensated or treated, if you were, let's say, a Wolverines coach who had to take a pay cut at one point, let's say you're Wolverines coach who makes less than the guy in your your direct com- competitor in East Lansing, if you make a little less, there's all these little factors. If you compare yourself, you know, that's that can be part of it. And yeah, there is the risk of go. Well, guess what? Then you say I'm not going. I stay, but then, you know, whatever you would, what, maybe the relationship is just a little bit damaged, you know, but Hey, if you felt you, this is the only way you could get a better compensation, either money or no, whatever just, it is. I, I just of... think it's
0: more, uh, I think it's look, I understand money is pretty fundamental, but I think this is more fundamentally not spiritual, but just, Oh, don't say that. No, 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 it's just human. It reminds me of uh, there's a there's sort of an underrated movie from, I don't remember when it was made, maybe the, the, 80s. Ni- the 90s, maybe. The 80s. Called, called Where Mar- everything's better, the 80s, just admit yeah, it. No, 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 it was called Blaster from the Past with um, Christopher Walken and, and, and Brendan Fraser. And uh, I want to say Sissy Spacek. And I don't know if you remember this movie or not. Do you remember this movie? I remember the, it sounds very familiar, yes. So, yes. so Christopher Walken, uh, let me make this quick. So Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek play a couple in the 50s. He's I don't know if he's some kind of engineer, or whatever. He's worried the nuclear bomb's coming, right? It's in the the, the '60s oh, right. when we were when we bomb were shelter when we were telling kids to get under desks and so forth, like that was going to stop the radioactive fallout. But uh, <laughs> but uh, in any case, yeah, they build a, an underground bomb shelter and put a time lock on it. They can't get out for three decades or what, four decades. <laughs> they have a son down in the shelter, so he's sheltered, <laughs> literally sheltered, metaphorically and literally sheltered from the world. Doesn't know anything about the world. It opens up. He goes out into the world and uh, tries to find his way, and he slowly wants to bring his parents out. Anyway, he meets a girl, brings her back down. And for the first time in 40 years, Christopher Walken's sisters basically get to host a dinner party. And um, he starts to have a birds and bees conversation with his son, played by Brendan Fraser, who at this point is in his late 20s. So it's the first, just to tell you, show you how sheltered everything was. And he's talking about how the sperm finds the egg. And Brendan Fraser's, but why, why, why does that happen, right? Why? And Christopher Watkins says, because it must. And that's the thing, because it's out there. And that's how I think about, I thought I thought this about John Beeline when he went from Michigan to the NBA, you know? He had this great life, all this great success, but the NBA was out there, and it's similar for guys like Jim Harbaugh, and who, who's experienced it, right, and had a lot of success. It's still out there. It's not just the money. He's already making $8 bucks a year. He'll make a little bit more if he goes to the NFL, maybe make $10, 11 12 whatever, and I'm not discounting 2 or $3 million, but but uh it's because it's out there in the level of competition and then you factor in maybe he doesn't like recruiting and all these other reasons the the glad handling with the boosters there's a lot of that kind of stuff you don't have to deal with in the nfl so to me it's not just the money it's the ultimate form of competition that a lot of coaches are driven by uh that, that's that's possible um and he mentioned that when he
1: talked to mentioned that the reason he went to interview is because You know, he got so close to winning the Super Bowl, loses it to his brother. So his brother has ultimate bragging rights, obviously, in the family forever until he wins his own Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, that's possible. But I would hope that at 59 years old, Jim Harbaugh would understand that, you know, this is really how he's going to be remembered, what he's doing at Michigan, how he can change that program and win a national title. You know, it's his alma mater. He's, you know, I mean, how many coaches have won the Super Bowl? You know, like, so what? So, you know, you win the Super Bowl. thats That Is that going to make you the greatest coach ever? No, you know, I mean, it's just to me. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of other things. And we don't know how much he hates recruiting or glad handing with boosters or answering to... Different it's bosses. the most
0: meaningful title in that sport. It's the same reason Tom Izzo flirted with the NBA after he won his title at Michigan State. It's the same reason most coaches go that way as opposed to the other way. Uh, Nick, I, but it's, Nick it's, Saban, is Bear Bryant,
1: Bear Bryant any
0: less of a coach than Bill Belichick? The NFL, but it, 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 that's not the point. The, the, sure, first of all, it's, it, it's, it's legacy. The, but the NFL wasn't anything what it was back when Bear Bryant was running through. The NFL has is, is changed a lot. It's, it's our Nick national... Saban? Is Nick Saban any worse? Yeah, because... and No, he went. You know what Nick Saban did? He won a title at LSU and immediately went to the NFL because he wanted yeah, he to see what his face. was. What's that? And he fell on his face. But he wanted to see if he could do that. That's the thing. You, you crawled a walk. And that's what it is. And I, I, I really hope one of these days you will sit back and no. understand what actually drives human beings if they are fed and housed and clothed, right? Once you get those basics out of the way, then, <laughs> then what's driving you? What's driving you after that? We don't know. Well, that's the problem with Harbaugh is the guy's a, an enigma wrapped in a in no. A he's riddle. not. Like, he's not some he, complex. He is. He, no. He's nobody. Not. That guy has dead shark
1: eyes. You can't tell what he's thinking anytime he. You know, it's like he, he what are you, you talking about?
0: He talks. He talks about football as the measure of American men. <laughs> I mean, he he's very clear in how he thinks and what he says, you know, yeah. just because he doesn't joke and smile a lot at press conferences. We think he's somehow a, a riddle. He's not. Well, he's, but, but part of it is and, and maybe you get a better sense of that. You he's go to talked Marcus. about abortion, for goodness sakes. He's not afraid to say what he thinks. Right. And that's, I respect him
1: for that. But, and and do you get a better sense? You're around him more. You get to go to the, you know, the grand vacation, Hyatt, whatever, to to hang out with him. I don't, but do you get the sense that he enjoys coaching young men and making a difference and teaching them and all that and seeing the, because in the NFL, they're grown men. You're not really guiding them. You're, 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 they're professionals. You're professionals. It's a job, but in college,
0: it's different. Do you think he gets something more out of that? uh i I mean I know he really enjoys the the university here and um I know he enjoys the culture of Michigan and I know he enjoys the teaching in fact, he talked about this the other day in Arizona that it coaching is really teaching and that's true, but you teach at the NFL too it's not I mean it's not the same but it, but it is the same it's teaching it's, it's you don't have control over there their lives at night are what they're doing, but the teaching is the teaching. And Dan Campbell Campbell talks about the teaching and development and so on and so forth. Every coach loves that. But here's what I also know. I've been around enough high school coaches to know that most of them want to go coach at college. That's just how it is. There there becomes a point in your life where maybe you say, you know what? Okay, I'm in this community. If I'm a high school coach, for example, you're in this community, the relationship you have with the parents, and uh, the the community at large, you know, going into the stores or whatever. And and that's, and being part of that in a high school in that way that you don't even get in college, right? So each level has its things, but you got to get to a point where you are okay with that. And you accept that and you make a deal with yourself that these things over here that you can affect in ways that don't have much to do with the actual game on the floor, the field, the court, whatever, are um, outweighed by whatever else you're experiencing out there, right? In, in the larger sense that you're talking about and most coaches come to that that pivot that that fork on the road where they have to decide which what they're going to chase and then are they okay you know what was the name of the coach in Farmington Hills who just retired within the last yeah Harrington like that you you can you can become like that but most coaches even in high school don't become like that right so my guess is at some point he considered college. And then had to weigh that all out decided he was gonna stay where he's gonna stay. But th- that's just it's in eight and ninety-eight percent of coaches. Do you want to get to the next level? And it's rarely about money. It's just he's not- been
1: at the next level, he just hasn't won the championship. And I think he, you know, he should know. And and the thing with the with uh 49ers, that experience that that wasn't a great experience the way it ended up. You know, the GM had a little more power than he did. He he has a Harbaugh has a strong, unique personality that, that it's a it's an acquired taste, you know, and it's unless he's given complete carte blanche, basically, to run the, the team and make a lot of personnel decisions. You know, it's going to be it's not going to be a smooth path for him in the NFL. I think he knows that. I think he knows there's, you know, can be, in college, you know, you, you shake enough hands, you win everybody. You're good. The AD, the yeah, but the you can't president. win everywhere.
0: And and look what Michigan. Okay, well, let's get to this in a second. Remind me to get back to the recruiting in Michigan because that's a good point, Carlos. But but real quickly, in the NFL, um, you're right. You got to have the right situation. And and we've seen in these reports that he wants to go to uh, not a specific place, but a place with specific qualities or a specific kind of roster where he thinks he has a better chance at, at winning because you. Because you're right, he's not going to be. I mean, he's almost 60. You don't know how long he's going to coach. There's tremendous pressure to turn it around quickly in any market. And um, and that presents the challenges. And you're right, he's kind of, he's kind of, uh, I mean, the cliche about him is he wears his welcome out. Right. After a few years, right? Because he's, you know, he comes in, he gets guy. It reminds me of um, Doug Collins a little bit. I'm not saying they're, they're equal level coaches, but Doug Collins was a great, great rebuilder, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And he would get wherever he went, the teams immediately got better. And then he was so intense and so passionate. He could only go so far. Right. Yeah. And then, and then then that was it. And, and the NFL and and Harbaugh knows this. And I
1: I don't even think it matters because you know, the the leash is really short in the NFL. Uh, You can be gone. I mean, how long did Matt rule last, you know? And by the way, Dave Tepper hasn't learned his lesson of hiring a college coach and come in the NFL, but uh, you know, he Harbaugh. Even if he, you know, fails in the NFL, he'll have his pick of jobs. Pretty much coming back to college if he wants to. Um, he doesn't have to worry about that. And I, I respect that if it's true and he really wants to win a Super Bowl and you know be the great kind of coach that you know Doug Peterson is of having won a Super Bowl. You know, like it's whatever. If you want to scratch that itch, if you if you have an ego thing that you need to measure yourself against and whatever, but. You know, I, I I would hope that he would stay at Michigan because that's really where he he will make his mark. He he can really make a big difference.
0: Well, and he already has the last couple of years. What's interesting too, and we'll wrap it up with this. I'm curious. I want to get your thought on this. But so he's gone. What uh, what's he lost? Three games in the last the last two years. Twenty five and three or something like that. It's the best two year stretch in the modern uh, well of ever of, of Michigan f- football's program.
1: <laughs> Take that Fritz Chrysler.
0: Yeah, he's got uh, back-to-back Big Ten titles, back-to-back wins over Ohio State, back-to-back appearances in the the college football playoff. And last year got there and realized, you know, there was a pretty considerable gap between the second tier, where Michigan obviously was a year ago, and that top tier, which last year was Georgia, some years it's Alabama. Um, This year it's a little bit more painful because TCU was, I mean, they were favored over TCU, right? Yeah. And uh, you get to that game. We didn't even talk about that game. T- TCU, though, made the plays when they needed to make them. And that's a different, that's maybe a different podcast. We'll get Tony Garcia after the t- t- we can, uh, the fabulous beat writer for us for, for who covers Michigan football. We can we can break some of that down, the, the one and six bowl record, what happens with a month off, uh, why Michigan didn't quite look ready. On the other hand, TCU has, they're, they, they may not have as much overall talent. That's debatable, but their top guys were just better. I mean, they, they've got a receiver who's going to be a top 15 pick who made the the, the play that basically sealed the game, right? Top 76, 10. yeah, 75, 76 yard touchdown run, uh, excuse me, pass on a crossing route. And, you know, you can blame Jesse Menner all you want for the blitz and so forth, but Michigan's defensive back was in a position to make a play. I
1: we're getting to TCU next week. What are you wait, wait, we, we, we are. Game but, by but, game but,
0: box score. But so, Okay, let's just say they beat them. They beat TCU. I, I, you know, I, I, a lot of fans probably don't agree with this. They weren't going to beat Ohio State again, and I think that was that we we, we saw that with the way they played Georgia. They weren't going to be either one of those teams because again, the talent difference. That was a fluky thing that happened at Columbus in a lot of ways. And um, they please write a column with the the, the that. talent difference. Please, please write a column saying that. Well, I was all set to say that. And then they lost to TCU. <laughs> so really, it really didn't. You can really still did. write it, say they, it even if they'd beaten TCU, they're going to lose to Ohio State. It really, it really doesn't doesn't matter. But, but yes. <laughs> so, but my point was he would be right back to where he was a year ago. I think it would have been a better game. I don't think it would have been uh, beaten badly by either team at, you know, Georgia or Ohio State. It mean, turns out it was Georgia. But, uh I think that's the thing, man. So you 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 all these wins these last couple of seasons, and where are they in recruiting? I know they're doing well in the transfer portal, and maybe that's the avenue, but where are they in recruiting? You still need those high level difference makers. And Re- Michigan didn't have those at the receiver spot this year, right? They had a lot of good players in a lot of places, but they didn't have the receivers to get the separation, and that was really the difference of the game. Yeah, but I mean these that they're they're in this <laughs> they're in the semifinal. I mean they had enough
1: talent and you know they got some bad luck, right? With Blake Corum and stuff and that hurt, uh, for sure. You know, but they had the they had enough talent, you know. They 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 could have beaten to beat before, TCU. To, to beat TCU. And when TCU beats Georgia, then you're gonna think twice about this and say, Well, maybe Michigan could have beaten Georgia. And I don't know. You think Georgia's like I don't know, Alabama in the 60s or something like that. but No, I don't. I think, uh, no. And then you said they're not quite the Georgia of last year. You no, know. They're, they're not. It's an it, 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 unbeatable team.
0: No, they're not. But even last year's Georgia, as dominant as they were, when Jamison Williams was healthy in the SEC title game, Alabama hung 41 on them on a defense that had, what, 11, 10 or yeah. 11 NFL yeah. draft, first, second, third round picks. Because Nick Saban knows where his legacy is and it's at Alabama. But that's that NFL. core, but that's with Bryce Young and and Williams and all those guys. And that's what it takes. And here's the question: this let's wrap this up with this. Can Harbaugh get he may have that McCarthy? We'll see. It was his first year starter. We'll see what he learned. He actually played great against DCU in a lot of ways, except for those two picks, which yeah. are, are pretty big, obviously. But he made a lot of great plays all the game long. I mean, he had what, 340 yards? and another 80-90 on the ground. One drive was all him on the legs. He's the reason they didn't get blown out. And You're going to so get
1: more talent. The, the more you win, the more shine but He comes has on it. that he doesn't have
0: it. He doesn't have it in this class. He didn't have it last year's class. It didn't get a bump because of the CFP appearance. And you get som- it. sometimes coaches, that's why Saban left Michigan State. I'm not saying it's right. the same with Michigan. Different, much different. But the, but it's relative, though, right? So there's a huge difference between Michigan State recruiting and Michigan there might, Harbaugh might look at it and say, well, can I recruit like Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia? Sure. If you can, how is Ohio State it. different? He has to, They have a top five class every year. There, and, and if you look at who wins the CFP, it's, Talent. there's, exactly. You hate to say that because coaches, yeah. coaches matter. No team has won it without that kind of a class year after year. Right. They just have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe maybe somebody will do that. In in basketball, you can you can have uh, a team with those kind of classes like Duke, but they're young. So a team with a bunch of juniors and seniors can that, that are three star guys can come. Like when Michigan State beat Duke a few years ago, and they had Zion Williamson. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean. But it doesn't happen that way in football.
1: Yeah, well, we're wrapping it up, so uh, yeah, great. He needs to do better in his in his recruiting, but it's not that he needs to do better. Happen. He's
0: doing well. He, I mean, you know, I I don't know.
1: He's got I'm enough. Just, he should be. He should. They should be in the final right now. That Timmy, if you get to the CFP, you know, uh, playoff two years in a row, you have enough talent. If you were good enough, you should have been in the
0: final. You have enough talent. There's that's just not this a good year. Yeah, excuse. not last. Yeah, no, not last year. This year they they were, doing fine. They were good enough to beat TCU. I don't know if they were good enough to win it all, but we'll see. All right, let's take a quick break and uh, come back to talk about your Lions. Sound good? Yeah. All right, we'll be right back with more Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, uh, look, let's talk about your Lions, man. We've been putting this off too long. Michigan's only got half the state or 60% of the state if you – It's got all the state. Half, Half wants to love them, half wants to hate them. Yeah, but it's uh, but it's but it's different. Everybody loves the Lions. Who doesn't love the Lions right now? Right, they're America's team right now. What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> if they if they actually got into the playoffs, they would become and then won a game or two, got on some kind of miracle run. Oh my God, they they would totally be America's team. I'm surprised on honestly. I mean, you I don't even
1: know if you know where they practice, Sean. It's in Allen Park. It's next to Dearborn. But uh, usually, when when a team gets hot like this. We get some, you know, hoity-toity media types, national types who come in and start talking to the players and the coach. And they've got a colorful coach and a, a pretty interesting team, a fairly interesting team. Don't have oh, a lot of stars,
0: team. yeah, fun team. But
1: they, it's a fun team, but it doesn't have a lot of stars. So, but there's a whole Jared Goff redemption thing, and I'm shocked nobody's been around. I don't I haven't seen anybody really. Maybe I missed them, but I haven't seen any big
0: types come in. I think. Carlos, if they'd beaten the Panthers and had sort of controlled their own, yeah, maybe fate but that, that maybe it would have been a little bit different. I don't know. But look at this kind of turnaround. This kind of turnaround doesn't happen like for certainly
1: not for the Lions, but not all the time in the NFL, you know, and with. A fun coach like Campbell.
0: So I, I'm a little disappointed. I don't know if you can call them America's team, but they've sure been fun to watch. No, no, no. They're not yet. I mean, I'm just having fun. But yeah, if they if they got really good, I think I think a lot of people would sort of enjoy it. And partly because of Campbell, partly because you know how the country is. I mean, I don't know if you are watching, well, you're too wrapped up in your Dodgers and your Kings for hockey and baseball, but <laughs> maybe there's a sporting event you're watching or a playoffs you're watching that you enjoy the sport but don't have a team. You you might gravitate towards the the underdog team. A lot of people do that, so it would. I think I think the Lions would be lo- be beloved well, for second.
1: I think and the like, Lions definitely have a. I mean, growing up not here, you know, the way I always thought of the Lions. I, I mean, in my era, it was Barry Sanders, but also the Thanksgiving game. I think they they remain in the national consciousness because of that game. You always see it's the first one of the day and. Uh, you think of them as kind of lovable losers, to exactly, some
0: exactly, and that would translate well, don't you think, if they actually got it, good? It, right. it would. And this is, and and by the way, if any of the
1: national writers out there are listening, come on in, we'll welcome you. Everybody does the same story. They come in, they go find some uh, factory Ford factory worker at a bar, and they talk to them about how different this season is and how it's a blue collar town and. Blah blah blah. They've done it before. It's it's shooting fish in a barrel, folks. Just come on into Detroit. You can have some. Uh, the Lions can get some national exposure. Yeah, you think so? Oh yeah, that's it's been done many times. It's like a it's like a copy paste story that you read in uh, in all the national uh, outlets.
0: So let me ask you this: Is this is is thorough as that win was on Thursday? Excuse me. You mentioned Thanksgiving, so it's Thursday. Been, I think a Thursday. Yeah, you, you, I had Thanksgiving on my mind. Uh, Sunday, as um, as fun as that was, I think for Lions fans on both sides of the ball, you know, especially sacking Justin Fields after watching uh, mobile quarterbacks for years destroy this team, I think that was particularly gratifying for uh, for Lions fans. <laughs> but what do you uh, do? You think that there is. Do you think there's it's a little bit muted Sunday night because there's a pretty good chance that the S- Seattle will have already taken the Lions' potential spot?
1: Oh yeah, for I mean, you know, I guess Stafford's saying he's gonna play now um in that game. So uh yeah, it it would it would be completely I think this happened before where a few years ago, I remember the when Kirk Cousins was playing in Washington, and he, it was something. It came down to if if they if Washington had won, then that game would have been for everything. I think it was the Packers as well. It was at Ford Field, and it didn't happen. Um, some the the fate was decided ahead of time. But this might, yeah, this would to- totally be Lions, right? Is the, you know the Seahawks win and it's irrelevant so uh, and then of course they're going to win so
0: it'll be irrelevant well what would what would be the same old lines which we don't we don't really like that phrase in this podcast here but I love uh, it but you don't like it for some but what would would be the same old lines would be for for Stafford to come back Give a gift to his uh for you know, his longtime professional home by beating the Seahawks and then for the Lions to lose at the to last lose, minute in Grey Bay. That would be the that's yeah, the sorry. same old lions, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be same old lions for sure. That would be I don't know what would that do? What would that do? To this fan base, Sean, what what would your son, your fan base is your sons. That's what you think of them. By the way, anytime Sean writes a column and talks about the fans, he always talks about the fans, talking about his kids. So no, I've been writing right
0: about fans forever. And my, uh, uh, my sons have only been yeah. Lions fans in that way for, you know, five, six years. So it's uh it's all about the history Carlos. I don't want to think about what they would do they would
1: just be apple play. they would just you, you're talking about at...
0: Ly- no, no no you're talking about Lions fans in general so they would um oh they would really sting in the moment but I think I think it depends in on how it went down like if like if it were a decision a clock management if it were um some kind of decision where there's a pass or a throw and one doesn't work out and they could have gone to the other whatever people are going to replay that over and over and over and over but I think eventually Carlos the sting would subside and people would say, okay, look, we just played basically a play in for a playoff game and that's progress, but it will take a while to get there. Oh, a few years. Yeah. But no, yeah. it doesn't matter if they get blown out. If it's a bad decision, if
1: it's a 10 second runoff, Sean, uh, an Aaron Rodgers to Richard Rogers in the end zone, it doesn't matter. If they, if Stafford do, finally does something to help the Lions, you know to hopefully win a playoff game or get into the playoffs or whatever i think he made a joke about it too um and they blow that and yes it's green bay and all that we're all hope dies for the lions but but if that happens it, it, it's just it's just it's like it's like michigan losing to ohio state in the college football championship it's just so it'd be so hard it'd be a, a for years this this would be i may still talk about matt Flynn, you know, beating them. I mean, it's just.
0: Well, no, I mean, think about this. They were, people were really bummed after the Carolina loss. And I know it's not the history with the Green Bay, but the fan base was really, really bummed because I think they, they yeah. thought that was the shot at the playoffs, right? Yes. That and was they expected a... to win at that yeah. point because they were rolling. So I think yeah. it was sort of stunning how they got run over in that game. And, yeah. um, and you understand, were... this fan base just, it, it just, despite. Despises Aaron
1: Rodgers. You know, well, everybody uh, in the NFC North the despises Aaron Rodgers. Country despises Aaron Rodgers. Well, I, other than the, yeah, well, the whole country except the UP, except Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula. Well, the Upper loves. Peninsula
0: is connected to Wisconsin, right? So, yeah, yeah. And as soon not. as you cross the bridge, man, it's Packer country. Uh yeah, not quite. I mean, you know, we were talking about uh Izzo early when we're talking about we mentioned him. He he grew up a Packer fan. up. Uh, yeah, yeah, all those people are Packers. Fan. It's just like on the on the it, there used to be a lot of Bears fans on the lower west side of the state. Yeah. 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 and the and Cubs and fans. Yeah, and, exactly. And Cubs fans over there too. Yeah. You, know, Do you blame it, them? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Uh Well, we don't need to get into all that regional. I mean, you know, you're 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 a Dodgers fan. You grew up nowhere near L.A. So, how do you explain that one? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, L.A. County. Okay. I thought I thought you were in Palm Springs. You didn't. I didn't grow up in the Swingers movie, so I don't. It doesn't count. No, you grew up in Palm Springs, didn't you? Up by the windmills. Up in yeah, up in the the we didn't have windmills back then. I know there were no windmills back then. I know the turbines. I, I shouldn't call them windmills. In any case, so so tell so l- l- let's give the readers a little inside baseball here, um, because they really don't care about our football takes. I mean, they've been reading you for years. They know that I just you write about who knows. I just write about the fans. You know, if they want football <laughs> stuff, they go to Dave Burkett. So let's give them a little bit of inside uh, baseball. Only football. I, w- I want to know how you're traveling, where you're going, what you're doing, where you're staying, and are you worried about the weather at all? Because it gets it can get dicey. Um, you know, the nice thing is because we have such a nice big Delta hub here in Detroit, you can get direct flights. So that's always nice to small markets. So what you doing? What's the itinerary, man? Oh, for the Packers game? Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an, ex. you got
0: to go to the, whatever the, the four seasons, the Hyatt Grand no, Hyatt. No, I stay, I stay at a Fairfield and fly into Milwaukee and drive in cause it's cheaper, but go ahead. Yeah. Let me hear I, about, let me hear about your airfare into Appleton. I'm going to Appleton. Yeah. I'm
1: going to fabulous downtown, exotic Appleton, which is about 30 minutes, uh, you know, South, whatever. So of you didn't Green fly Bay. into Green
0: Bay. Did you look at the flying into Green
1: Bay? I did. And and the problem was, we didn't know the dates and the times or whatever Uh, the dates, mostly they could have played Saturday, but they're gonna end up playing Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we had to wait on the it's a complication book canceling flights. So I waited until they we knew the time or the day rather. And then by then, all the Green Bay fights were gone. Mm-hmm. So, and there's small planes that go
0: into those airports, both of them. So there's not a lot of seats. Yeah. They're not Cessnas, though. But, uh, but yes, they, they But they're not. Uh, yeah. And so where are you going to stay? You're going to stay in Appleton? Yeah. Staying in a, in a, I don't know what it is.
1: Some, it's a Hilton property. Okay. Uh, all right. It's not so, a Hilton, but it's a Hilton, you know,
0: whatever. Like the, yeah. a Fairfield equivalent. Yo, next so, yeah. So, yeah. Like Burkett. the, uh, like the, um, yeah, I can't think of the name of their 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 Fairfield or their Courtyard equivalent. They're nice. This is this is what I want the listeners to know though. The the, the idea that you, Mister uh, Control, everything are going to be because it's a Sunday night game in Green Bay, mm-hmm. so that's Central time, and uh, of course your body will be on Eastern time. I don't know what 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 times the kickoff. Eight o'clock Eastern. Eight twenty-five or something. So seven twenty-five local. So three hours, so that takes you to, to, to 10, 30, 11. I mean, you're probably going to walk out after your second column at, um, I don't know, one, one at the earliest, right? Yeah. One at the earliest, if you're lucky. Are you prepared to make that drive in the, in, in, in the night back to Appleton? I, I'm just excited that you're going to actually have to grind something like that out. My although, lift, although my lift I, driver can make it just fine. Yeah. Although I want you to be safe.
1: It's you know. a, it's the Lyft drivers in Green Bay. I'm sure can handle a thirty minute drive to Appleton. I don't think you sure you're gonna be able problem. to get
0: a lift. Dave and I were in uh, Newark four or five years ago on a Monday night, it was two a m in Jersey, not Newark sorry uh, East Rutherford, walking out and and really struggled to find an Uber driver. And that was right wow. next to Manhattan. so wow. just, so just think about that. Just think about i I yeah. had trouble get, I i I got in late two nights ago because the flights were so crazy to Phoenix as I'm sure a lot of Michigan fans out there know, right? I flew through Tucson. It's funny because there were Michigan fans all over the Tucson airport and the security people ahead of us were like, what is it with you, all you people coming from Michigan? And uh, <laughs> and I kept hearing people say, well, there was a game up in Phoenix and it was, you know, 2,000 bucks to go straight to Phoenix. So we're coming through Tucson, <laughs> which is what I did. And uh, anyway, I got in late. It was late Minneapolis. I got in late. It was midnight It Metro and I struggled to get an Uber there. So I'm wow. just... As I work, might drive a, I might rent a car. Then that's it. if there's
1: if car rentals right now are hard. If anybody travels, they understand that for some reason there's a big shortage. Did you look? And, did you look? I haven't looked, but now that you okay, bring well it okay. Well,
0: don't up, don't assume. Just 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 for my
1: buddy, I want you to at least look. Whatever happens to Dave Brickett will happen to me. That's what I'll that's that's what
0: I'll tell you. So well, Dave, here's the Dave thing. Dave knows how to handle these things. Yeah, he does. He does. But if you look, I mean, yeah. So in any case, right? It's I uh, get a snowmobile. Yeah. Oh, that'd Arctic be cat. nice. That'd be nice. I just like the idea of you walking out of a stadium that late and uh, with a 30 minute drive. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> I, it, it warms the heart, although I want you to be safe. Oh, thank you. I will, you know? Yeah. And uh, maybe get a little German food. There's some good German food up in that, in those in those regions. I think there's a schnitzel. So I'll look for one. Oh, you'll look for a winter. Should... All right. All right. Real quickly, because we got to wrap this up. What, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think, first of all, do you think the game will be irrelevant for the Lions? And, um I, uh, and, I, and I, unfortunately, think I think so.
1: I think the Seahawks will win. Um, the Rams have a history of winning in Seattle, but uh, I think they'll win. I think Pete Carroll will have his team ready for that team. I don't know all the injury issues. I have to look the, into that, but even if Stafford comes back, you know, um, I, I, Seahawks should win that game. Um, and then it'll be irrelevant, but... I think the Lions will beat the Packers actually, Sean. Do you? What
0: about you? I I mean, they've been playing uh they I haven't made, you know, I have to make the pick here in another couple another day or two, but uh I think if Seattle wins, the Lions win and if Seattle loses, the Lions lose. <laughs> and it's not because of any kind of same old Lions. You it,
1: believe in SOL, that is no, such an that, SOL team. No, no, no,
0: it's not that. It's it's I don't know that they're quite ready because that'll just change the pressure. And we saw a little bit of that in New York and uh, the first half, and they kind of got through it because the Jets can't score at all, as we saw in their loss to Seattle. And Campbell talked about that after the game. And then again, in Carolina they just they had to figure out how to get to kind of handle and play what they were playing for. And then they were fine back home against Chicago. Chicago's not very good. and I, I just don't, maybe they are. Maybe I'm completely wrong and they'll be fine. But I just, you got to learn how to figure out how to handle that pressure. And I'm not sure they're quite ready for that yet. But I could be completely wrong. I think that, uh, you know, I talked to Taylor Decker about this. And
1: he said that he they were really disappointed because they thought the Jets game was the game where they figured out how to overcome, like, the you know the, the difficulty yeah the of stage, pressure the stage of the it, stage right. the pressure the difficulty yeah. things aren't going great and you still overcome it which is why the Carolina game was such a disappointment is because they thought they'd gotten that out of their system and had figured it out and it was such a letdown. Um, they will be. I mean, you will be having probably you know Newt Rockney after Newt Rockney speeches leading up to this game in the locker room at kickoff in warmups. It's going to be. I think this game is going to be so much more to the Lions than it will to the Packers because the Packers make the playoffs all the time and you know they're at home and they know how to win. But the Lions, I mean, good. It'll be a really interesting test of of
0: they're their will. metal. It you know? will, and it won't be quite the same test if uh, Seattle wins, which we both think they probably should. I mean, it's a hard-ass... Seattle's a tough place to win anyway, right? Yeah, it can be. The Rams the win there, though. I mean, that's... They do. That's... No, they do. And the they, Yeah, and they've had some good teams, but uh, in any case... It's fun that we're talking about. It. I mean, it, it's yeah. January It's January, man. We're recording this in January, and this is how we're talking. Have, have you thought about this? I mean, this is crazy. I have. Yeah. It's it's a nice change of pace. It it it, it really is. And here we are coming off the college football playoff, and of course, is Harbaugh going to go or not? I, who knows. In any case, look, man. It's good to it's good to catch up. you. I know you got to run. You can tell me a quick favorite thing if you want. Yeah, my favorite. Well, thing tell our was, listeners, not sorry, not me. It, this isn't, isn't Harbaugh talking you, it's about, all about Mitch. Talking. No, it's not Harbaugh t- telling Mitch. You tell the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is a very simple thing. Is uh,
1: uh, you know, my kids were home. My daughters were home for the first time uh, since Thanksgiving for for an extended, the first extended time they were home, going away to college, and it was really fun just to have that that you know laughter in the house the the fun the 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 excitement our dog appreciated it she loves the kids and you know and uh one night at dinner uh i don't know how we got into this but we were talking about the rock and doing a little eyebrow raise that he does and one of my daughters was doing it and the other daughter couldn't our other daughter can't raise her eyebrow that one way he does it when he was the rock and uh but it was just hilarious. Everybody was trying to raise their eyebrow and some people could and some people couldn't. And, uh, you know, you really, as you know, you miss those times, you miss those moments, uh, having those kids around and, um, and the family time. So it was just
0: it's a little schmaltzy, a little Windsorian, Windsor-ian but uh, I really liked it. The um, Yeah, that's really nice. And I'm glad that they were home. That sounds lovely. I like the idea of you smiling, like actually for real smiling. You know that I don't and, like doing it. And and laughing, you know. Just a, a, a sincere laugh that that, that warms the uh, as horrible I would say the cockles of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I I would say uh you mentioned the dog, it reminded me real quickly. This is one of my favorite things. If I can if I can say this real quickly, there was a great Twitter feed about African-Americans and cats and do um, why they don't like cats. And this is from a, 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 was a black guy, I think, saying, hey, we don't like cats. And then this long thread about, of course, we love cats with all these pictures. But the best part was uh, that one one guy said that uh, about cats. He said, look, we all remember the civil rights. And those weren't cats standing next to with the cops and the fire hoses down in Selma. They were dogs. And if and if you don't like cats, that means that you have serious control issues. And then there was this awesome thread of all these photos with, uh, you know, cats that were both black and white saying, oh, that cat reads his white, but he knows he's black. And and it was just it was just it was fantastic. For the
1: listeners out there, you don't know this, but Sean loves cat memes and tweets and he's all he's all about no, it but
0: it was just it was just funny i especially love the line about it we remember the civil rights era and we remember the hoses and the cops and the horses and we remember the dogs and we didn't see any cats there so in any case but that's not my favorite thing my favorite thing is a bowl of pozole i had at a little place in phoenix north of downtown is a i haven't had pozole that great in that long it's just a, it's a mexican I, I I hate to call it a stew. I guess it sort of is a stew. It's but the the broth is like a it's a soup. It's a really thin broth that's made with pork and usually guajillo chilies and garlic and epizote and all sorts of other delicious stuff. But the but the main ingredients are pork that's been stewed and usually pork shoulder and uh, and hominy. And then you get a little bowl on the side, and it can vary, but uh, you know, generally cabbage, fresh, fresh cut up cabbage and onion, so you get the crunch, and a little bit of lime and cilantro, and uh, this particular place served a little cut up radish. But this bowl of pozole in this little place and the family was uh, from, trying to remember the state they were from in 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 Mexico. Uh, I'm sorry that it escapes me. In any case, I sat there. We visited. They were made their home. You know, they made their own tortillas little soft corn tortillas to dip into the pozole. Oh my god, Carlos, I was just um it was unbelievable. It was it was the my favorite part of the trip. Aww. Yeah. Just yeah. a just a humble little bowl of just pure goodness. And, your uh, Ratatouille moment. I love war, it. warms the soul. So that was my my favorite uh my my favorite thing. There So you go. my kids wore my cockles and the pozole warms your soul. So yeah. that's good. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah so in any case alright man who do we need to thank so we can get you out of here oh boy let's
1: thank our producers Andrew Hammond and Robin Chan for making doing all the hard work putting up with us and uh, executive producers Kirkland Crawford and Anjanette Delgado who man the mentions are going down on her but uh, they need to go up again for for many reasons um, yeah we don't, and, we don't need to get into those now yeah Executive editor, uh, the big man, the big kahuna, your your BFF out in
0: Phoenix, uh, Peter Batia. Thank yeah, because we're not going to be able to thank him too much longer. Well, we can always thank him, right? But, yeah. uh, you know, or what? Out of sight, we'll out of what mind. We really think about Peter yeah. in, a few, in a few weeks. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Is that it? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, look, man, uh, what do we need? People know where to find us, right? I mean, yes. they know where to find you. Yeah. I mean fine. Go to Spotify. Go to go to go to Apple Podcasts. Find us wherever you want. The, the important thing is to subscribe and then and then rate us. That really, that really helps. That helps Carlos because Carlos likes to be heard, and I want <laughs> and I want Carlos to be heard and seen, and um and that's why we really need to do that. But mostly, we want to thank you for listening, and uh, I want to thank you, Carlos. It's good to see you, bud. Again, happy New Year. I will see happy you New soon. You. If I don't if I don't see you before Green Bay, have a great time. Thanks. Enjoy uh, Lambo. Have you been to Lambo? First time, no. Oh, this will be fun. It's a great place, and uh, it'll be lit up at night. So yeah, yeah, you you might get a little sentimental. That'll be awesome. <laughs> All right, man. I uh, good to catch up. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean.